like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which myself, Eliza and Anthony are now recording, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to Twin Picks, the movie podcast where a pair of twins and me talk about two movies that share some kind of similarity and we chat about which one does its job better. But today, a few things are different, it's just Eliza and me today, Anthony's here as always, and we thought we'd do a fun little special app because Eliza and I were really excited to see the yeah. battle between Lizard Boy and Monkey Monke. Man. Monkey Man. Monkey Man. That would be Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. And we thought, you know what, for a fun little, just to mix things up, let's do like a little tournament bracket showdown. Woo! Eight films. Eight films, all with verses. They're all verses movies. So there's something versus something. Mm, and there's like t- so obviously so many movies about two things. Things fighting. Who will win? <laughs> but like we just limited ourselves to ones that have verses in the title because I thought there'd be some more than here. there are. Yeah, me too. I feel like I mean, especially because you hear a lot more about it probably. Now. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to do Batman v Superman. Like, that's just too boring. I'm not going to sit well, here and talk about superheroes. That's on there, so you will have to talk about it. Is it? <laughs> yes. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it ridiculous. is. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, we'll get there, won't we? Uh, I'm ashamed of you. <laughs> but, like, as a, the genre that, like, Godzilla vs. Kong comes from, that's pretty different to some of the ones on here. Like, yes, we yes, could have true. done all kaiju movies or all, all like, mod, Dracula like, vs. Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. Jesse but James it's just versus, versus Dracula's daughter. All these, like, yeah. stupid... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder. Well, let's chat about, because I said, <laughs> no, let's have this conversation live. I think it's going to make it funnier. How, yeah. How do, like, what, is this like who would win in a punch up? Is this who would win in a intellectual debate? Or do we base this just on every time they meet? The vibe, like, is it vibe? Is it mm. enjoyment? Because it will have to get pretty fanfic at some point because we have never seen Larry Flint interact with Scott Pilgrim, but they might they, they might, might end indeed. up battling. And I think almost the charm could be we look at the matchup and we go, what would this battle be about? Like, can it change mm. criteria-wise for each battle? 
Like, how fair does this need to be? Like, Godzilla v. Kong, I'm like... We just saw the movie. We know who wins. We know who wins the fight. I want to do, like, the essence of the person. But then I want to know who would win in a fight between the volcano and Superman. <laughs> I think... I mean, it's our podcast. Can't we just think, say who we think would win and who we want to win? Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. I think we should do it. It will change could, movie to movie, yeah. Exactly. Let's do that. It'll, be, it'll, make, it'll make it fun. <laughs> It'll be the most, like, ineffective, like, what is the criteria for winning? None of us know. And that's what's great yeah. about it. That's like real life, you know? Yeah, exactly. When you fight with someone, no one's going to come in and be like, um, actually, you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's just, no, unless you fight, you will die. Exactly. Fight or die. Skate or Skate die. Skate or die, yeah. <laughs> that's this weird yeah. French skateboarding movie we watched a lot as a kid. <laughs> We've Don't mentioned that on the podcast before, annoyingly. <laughs> we were so. just, like, in Paris the whole week because of our gorgeous privileged upbringing that we got to travel and we would just be in our hotel room watching Skate or Die. Wow. And it wasn't good. All right, shall we begin? Let's start with, like, First of all, let's talk about Godzilla vs. Kong because, like, that's the freshest yeah. one, you know. Ding, we ding, just ding. saw. So, round oh. one. <laughs> uh, okay, Godzilla v. Kong. So we just saw Godzilla v. Kong. What did mm-hmm. you think of the movie? I thought all the Godzilla vs. Kong stuff was good. It was <laughs> like, so fun. I had a lot of fun with that was stuff. really yeah. good. Have you seen Anthony? No, I haven't. But will you? <laughs> will you? <laughs> I, I guess I have to now. Okay. It was genuinely yeah. very fun. It would be very weird being an actor on the set of a movie like that and be like, no, I know no one cares. Mm, about like me the thing this. that people are seeing is invisible to us on the set. And the we, yeah, we are like literally vessels for the thing that people care about with yeah. this. Oh, it's okay, Godzilla. No, we have our own little Godzilla. No, she's more like Kong, surely. I think Jazzy is Kong and she's Godzilla. When If it's them fighting. Oh my God, May having the atomic breath. That's so funny. So if we're talking about in the context of the movie, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I'm literally about to spoil it. I'm about to spoil it. Here we go. Godzilla wins. You are frustrating me with this. Okay. Actively. Yes. At the end, they realize that they've both been fighting, but they've been fighting against a, co- they should be fighting against a common enemy, which Mecha is Mecha Godzilla. Godzilla. So they win and Kong defeats Mecha Godzilla. Yes. But the movie's called Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. And they literally say, they're like, Godzilla wins the second, I mean, Kong wins the second round. Yes. Yeah. But the third time they fight, the final time, Kong is smacked on the floor. And they scratch, say scratch, scratch, he is dying. And like, he's dying. Godzilla screams in his face yeah. like, stay down. Like you're down. <laughs> Kong loses. But yeah. I don't care about that. I don't care about it. I care about the boy. The little boy at the soul, the spirit, the man, a person. Do you love me because of my ability to fight people? No, you love me because I'm a f- tell, tell people I you love know you. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I'm like, why don't you tell them I love you? No, but I'm saying like, Eliza, your ability to punch people is not the reason I like you. Aww. So why would I judge Kong or Godzilla that way? Because it's a versus bracket. Mm. Yeah. I think <laughs> something that gives Kong an advantage is like he is the underdog one, right? And it's like in all the Kong movies, it's he, it's like a revenge story where it's like he has been fucked over and oppressed and stuff and at the end you're happy to see him tear shit up and like smash things. Whereas Godzilla, it's more like he's just man. this massive force that comes in. And it's also about the conversation between like man and like society mm. and mother earth and like nature and natural forces and the mm-hmm. idea of being like he is this godly king of the monsters right like he is this like but godly he's king figure. of the kong you know yeah so, two kings i think like kong has more protagonist or like good guy or main guy energy right if you could only watch kong films or godzilla films for the rest of your life mm. what would you do 
But uh, maybe Godzilla is more versatile though, because the King Kong story is always the same, where it's like he's in Skull Island. Well, that's the thing we loved about Skull, Skull Island is it was like, oh, this character could be in like different contexts. Why do we just yeah. work on the same thing? I I feel like the human propulsion of a Kong story is always so much more interesting yeah. than a Godzilla story where it's very like governmental and it's like governments and scientists and like, mm. oh, this giant force. Whereas like the humans in a Kong story are generally like, it's a very like first world, uh, like um, birds, not birds, what's, what's the word? First like, person perspective? Yeah, first person perspective of like the awe of finding out something like that exists. Whereas like the Godzilla ones are always on such a huge We're all scale. We're just or whatever. like all ants, pretty much. Just yeah, smushed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just like to quickly throw in some like additional culture to this conversation, mm. which is like actually quite relevant. Fortunately, um, so the the famous collaboration between Jay Z and Kanye West. Um, uh, I can't remember the name Watch of the, the album. Throne? Watch the Throne. Yes, um, there is a song on that album called No Church in the Wild, and the chorus hook thing sung yeah. by Frank Ocean in the song goes like this human beings in a mob Uh, what's a mob mob to to a king king? what's What's a a king king to a god what's a god to To a a non-believer you don't believe in anything yeah so what is a king to a god there's a hierarchy here but in the movie they say they're both ancient gods who have been mm -mm, battling i'm sorry kong's the winner here i'm picking kong yeah i'm picking kong (laughs) because he's the good boy and we love him great kong wings Kong's Yay. one round one. Right. On to round ding, two. Ding. Round two is whoever wins, we lose. Alien versus Predator. <laughs> I actually adore that tagline for a very yeah, bad film. Great, very, very cool. Great movie tag. All the alien taglines are great, aren't they? In space, oh, no one yeah. can you scream. Absolutely. Um, sorry, I'm going to sneeze. Oh, the Predator would have found you because okay. you sneeze. Yeah, the Predator would have found me. Who so. actually wins in the movie? Because I don't remember. Um... I don't either. Mm. I'm actually going to look it up. Pretty sure Alien wins, right? Really? Mm. Well, this is a bigger one as well for like there are armies of predators and armies of aliens. Mm. So like I guess it's like. Armies of predators, don't you mean Hollywood? (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Jesus. Sorry, that's horrible. No, but Um, accurate. Um, So, like, as opposed to, you know, with, like, a Godzilla v. Kong where it's, like, a specific thing. This is, like, a creature. To me, as a film, as an entity and franchise, Alien interests me so much more. Yeah. And there's a complexity to the biology of xenomorphs that is yeah, so that you know cool. their life cycle and it's like it can be in you and just pop out while you're having dinner with your little nostromo buddies that's exactly horrifying. and then the thing we've always adored you know that makes the first alien so incredible is like i think it exists with like character work in general of like if you do enough detailed work on something there's such a rich history to it that you don't even need to know you can just tell it's there and that's what's so good about alien the first alien is like oh, my God, what happened on this planet? Like, what is this space jockey thing with a hole in its chest? And, like, what are these creatures where it's, like, there's clearly such an understanding and history to these characters that make the xenomorphs so much more mysterious and deadly because mm. there's, like, whereas, that, like e- there's, like, an evolution to them, whereas a predator is, like, a hunting alien, which is sick. But like, that's kind of, is what it is because he has, like, even though he's, like, super alien and freaky, obviously, he has, like, a motivation or, like, it's, like, sport for him. Like, he has come here to have fun and kill people. Exactly. Which Whereas, is like, weird. Which is weird. like, animalistic. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think maybe makes the predator less scary to me. 
Predator's never really He's been just that like scary an annoying He's just like colonialist tourist you. that pops up and is just like, I want to rip spines and stuff. Whereas Xenomorphs this thing have been like, oh, you're like the superior life form. I think that answers And they have for acid us. blood and they have the long hair the and they have the blood. cute little mouth that pops out that's like, ah, bleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was wrong before that apparently there's no clear winner. Oh, that annoys me. Like, the, I like that in Godzilla vs. I like that Kong. Yeah. I hate it when it's like, oh, I'm like, come on, someone has to win. Yeah. Like, I'm here for that. And it's always like, and then they team up at the end, which was mm. awesome in Godzilla vs. Kong. But obviously, I'm like, <laughs> one of these days, someone has to fucking win these things. It's Alien for me. Yeah, I think we both agree on that. So awesome. Okay, so Alien Alien's is going to be fighting one. Kong. It's going to go off. <laughs> Let's get to that late. <laughs> exactly. All <laughs> right. so good. Now we have uh, a fun little one. We have Scott Pilgrim, and he is going to be fighting the, the world. world. <laughs> so what are we fighting us? Like we're in the world. We're you know? in the world. So yeah. So we're taking that very literally. Like we are in the world. Or is the world the six boyfriends or seven? Mm. So sorry, the seven. Or is the world boyfriend. the Earth? Yeah. yeah. I feel like we should meet at the words and say the world. Just Michael like the Sarah pressure is fighting the, the pressure world. of the world and society and the pressure to grow. What is, what's afflicting the character of Scott Pilgrim in that film? It's that he has to like grow up and stuff, right? Like yeah. the end of the movie is him being like self-actualized and being like, oh, when he gets the sword or whatever, it's like, it's stop like, going for a girlfriend and instead just get like self-empowerment, self-esteem just like find a for yourself. Yeah. And that's how he defeat the world. Excellent. There you go. So we know he has the tools to defeat the world, but do we think. I think Scott Pilgrim sucks though, right? Like. Well, I think where we leave him at the end of the film, he has a long way to go. Like, I think it's still, as you said, like he's discovered like, oh yeah, like I shouldn't just seek fulfillment and like um, validation Mm. in like other people and also other people have emotions and like it isn't just about me serving myself Mm. all the time and my needs. Like other people have their own fucking lives, like lives as well, like Knives Chow and stuff. So I think as it is at the end of the film, I think the world wins. Wait, the world, not Scott. Yeah. Huh. Well, I think if in our bracket, <laughs> the way we've positioned it, the world, I think the world's got to win. Mm. Don't you think? You yeah. It's not like the world is ended or beaten or something. <laughs> like it's still there. It's just he has to learn how to contend with it. Well, isn't the idea being exactly yeah. that we all have to fight the world. Man. We all got to exist inside it if we're getting very heady with it. Wow. It's like at the beginning, like the world is definitely winning. And then by the end, they're kind of like, yeah, <laughs> Scott's like learned it. how to exist without the world getting him down sort of deal. Yeah. Maybe I just want to be contrarian. Maybe he does fight the world. But he doesn't yeah. beat the world. Does mm. he? Like he doesn't stop the world being no. the way it is. I kind of just want to see the world fight the <laughs> volcano, I think. Yeah. Which is what I feel like could happen next. Yeah, I think even setting it up that in the title, I mean, in the books, it's like Scott Pilgrim versus blah, Scott Pilgrim versus, I don't remember what they are, but they're not all the world. And it's like, I think making it that is like setting it up as a joke and being like, you can't possibly beat it or whatever. Like, you know, from the start, you can't be the world. <laughs> the world. Exactly. I can't believe how many times I've said the world. <laughs> the world. So how are you feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world must progress. Wow. Right? So Michael Sarah got done and the world has progressed. Bye. Yeah. See you, Scott. You're out. And we have a, another, like, abstract one for the next round. Ding, 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 round. Wait, this would still all be round one, wouldn't it? Mm. And then the next time is the two or is this round four? Yeah. I don't know. I think know what they're called call is usually seeds. Yeah. Like, like our next seeds are Joe and the volcano, geez, right? right? Seeds. Sounds like we're having little papaya seeds. Whereas the round is like the, the is that a thing? first Each set. stage. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So but we're I still think, on stage one. So it's on round one and this is seed Four. 
Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. The next mini battle is Joe versus the volcano. A movie I really love. It's like the like Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks have made a bunch of movies together, and this is sort of like the wackiest one, and it's so good. Explain the plot. It's really fun. A guy called Joe and he finds out he's working in like this dystopian factory and the whole movie sort of meant to look like this weird like Frank Capra nightmare and he's, I don't remember what his job is but it's insanely like menial and depressing and he finds out that he has like a brain cloud and that he'll be dead soon. So he decides to, I guess, end his life Die in a, a way. That, way. Yeah, that like helps people, has some kind of common good. And he decides to be the sacrifice for this, like, remote island's volcano where they're like, if someone jumps in, it won't explode and destroy the island. (laughs) But, of course, as the movie goes on and he meets all these different women, all played by, like, Meg Ryan doing different little characters and wearing different wigs, he's like, hmm, maybe I want to live. (laughs) And, like, yeah. So it's like versus the volcano. Who wins? In the movie, (laughs) who wins? In the movie, spoiler alert, at the end, I think, I don't know if he's bullied into it or he's just like, yeah, I just got to do it. He and Meg Ryan are both like, yeah, let's jump into the volcano. Whoa. And they jump in and it spits them out so they survive. And then I think the volcano explodes anyway in the whole island. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> That's a massive plot twist. That logistically, yeah. even just the, the logistics The movie is still worth watching now that I've told you that if you haven't that seen it. That sounds great. No, I want to watch it now. <laughs> so the volcano clearly didn't want Th- didn't really fight. This fight's interesting. Like, mm. is the fight about like? Because the fight could be about like the intellectual reflection of what the volcano, like, what it represents for Joe. Mm. And he's a very Tom Hanksian character. Like, it's very like he's like so decent and lovely and like cute and nice. I feel or like whatever. Tom Hanks' spirit could fight many things. Mm. I feel like if he just stood in front of like a tsunami or something, it would be like, oop, and like, like oh shit, yeah. no, I don't want to take this guy out of the world. He's including wonderful. COVID. Tom yeah. Hanks fought COVID. Yeah, and he, and he won. It up. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, how are you feeling about that? Does Joe win? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for how hideous little <laughs> um, Well, let's talk about the pros and cons of a volcano, okay? We'll take it in turns. Okay, pros. The volcano plot twist in this film rivals that of Spy Kids 2 where <laughs> they jump into the volcano oh, they and forever. they fall for four hours. And, <laughs> and Steve Buscemi is like, do you think that God I'm turn stays in now. heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? Whoa. Wow. So good. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope that was helpful. <laughs> no, very. I needed to consider it. Um, okay, volcanoes, right? They spew really hot molten lava that can, like, destroy like almost probably everything. Mm. Um, they're kind of cool mountains. They're, like, really scary mountains. Kind of uh, volcanoes are just, like, mountains that are like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, have you heard about all these, like, Icelandic villages where they're, like, built at the bottom of a volcano and everyone's like, it will erupt at some point. Like, you guys are in the, like, line of fire and stuff. But it's we like, actually they should have, do, now can we do Dante's there, Peak you know? and Volcanoes? So. Yeah, we got it. I love Dante's Peak growing up. It really scared me. Which is the one with the old grandma and she And she jumps in the water, herself. the acid water to push the boat further. <gasps> She's like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so crying. That's horrible. So there's like a, they're like a kayak and they're like they're, it's filling with water but it's like acid water so she like they're like about all about to die and then the grandma jumps out to push it to shore she's just like a big ah, joke ah. it's a very like south park scream <laughs> yeah very true she um, did a real joe move sacrificing herself to the volcano's wind absolutely um i've decided that the kind spirit of tom hanks still can't defeat mother nature which yeah. goes against what i said earlier but i'm gonna oh, say volcano mm, i think 
Joe. I think Joe. Anthony's going to tie rank it for yeah, us. Because Anthony, listen to this. Yeah, it's like the whole arc yeah, each of, of you the stay movie. Your case. The whole arc of the film is at the start. His life is so boring and he's just going through it and like whatever. And by the end, he really doesn't want to go in the volcano because he's learnt how to live by like accepting death and stuff. But he decides to like surrender himself anyway for like I the greater good. Oh, it's bad that I don't remember. I feel like they're like, no, you have to go in anyway. And he's like, mm, all right. But he But doesn't. the statement, mm. even from not honestly remembering the movie, that Eliza has said with the volcano is that ultimately Mother Nature didn't really give a shit about the personal development of this character and ultimately the point of the volcano was to be like, no, it's going to erupt. It literally spits them out to be like, I don't care about that. I want to erupt and I'm going to erupt because mm. volcanoes are... Volcanoes going to Imagine a volcano as the teat of <laughs> Mother Nature. Is that what they are, you reckon? Volcanoes are like boobs, boobs. on the earth? And it's like... Well, lactating. that's not how the milk. It's a lactating. Right, Mother reached, Earth is I've reached a verdict. I've reached a verdict. What, what is the name again? I, want, I wanted to Joe. Joe. sell you. Joe. Joe. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, what happened in this situation is that it's actually Joe versus the volcano versus the world. And yeah. Well, that might Joe happen in beats the, next the volcano, <laughs> but the volcano beats the world because the volcano erupts anyway. But the volcano does not kill Joe, so Joe wins. Fucking hell. Okay. All righty. Okay. Hey, Joe wins. It's, Joe it, that's wins. the way the game works. That's how we I like play it. fair. Those are, I don't make the rules. <laughs> it's true. We literally do make the rules, <laughs> yeah. but we Everyone so in this room established the, the rules on the podcast. Okay, oh, great. I feel so good to be supported. Ne- um, the next one, Noah, you don't want to talk about it, but we'll just get out of the way. Yeah, Superman, this is what I was talking about. This Superman is the prime example of what you were saying where no one wins because the fight is stopped by them both realising. Can we talk about save, save Martha? What do we like? That yeah. is like because that's the ultimate one that people talk about. That's what like, That is fight. so lame. That Batman and Superman both realize canonically their moms are both named Martha, and they're like, "Oh, you're just like me." Wow. You have a mom too, which to <laughs> me is just like the most like perfect reflection of masculine energy ever. To be like, "Yeah, wait, this person's <laughs> a hu- a person with feeling." Like you just like never considered that they actually probably had parents. <laughs> It's just hilarious. And to also, me. like, their relationship to women is the thing that prompts them to do that. But the women yeah. are not, like, instrumental to the story. Oh, absolutely. It I, always yeah. is. Like, even in, in all the, like, Zack Snyder Superman ones, where it's like Lois is the one that has to, you know, stop him from fighting and killing people. Like, they always need, like, their love interest to come in and be like, no, be good. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. are you a fucking superhero? Like, literally. Why do you need to get like, love like, interest to do your job? Base level emotional intelligence <laughs> things, apparently. Yeah. Um, Man. This is always one like comics wise is really interesting because like Batman always beats Superman. Always. Because. Just because that's the interesting thing to it's happen. It's the interesting thing to happen because obviously we all know Superman. Batman is wins. just like a rich cop and <laughs> Superman yeah. is. A superpowered alien. Like, Absolutely. he should, should win. So almost to counter that, I'm going to say Superman because I'm sick of the bullshit that, like, mm. it's obvious that he would mm. and I'm sick of pretending like he wouldn't. Like, studio notes aside, if you actually just had those two in entities a room, in a Batman room. Batman is murdered in three seconds with Instantly. laser beams. Yeah, he always has to use kryptonite or whatever. Yeah. Absolutely. And also I just think, like, well, I just think they've, it, it, it's all pretty, like, uninteresting to me but like the dc um like Zach, Zack snyder ones at the moment to me have just completely every step of the way not 
justified Batman's presence. Like to me, with a Justice League movie, you're, like one of your primary things needs to be like, we need to figure out a way to visually convey that Batman is essential to this team. And mm. it's never done. He's always just like, Alfred, come pick me up, please. Exactly. <laughs> he always like, needs so much help. He's punching like two dudes and you're like, <laughs> like two little like henchmen dudes uh. and you're like, why are you here? You are so ineffective. I think like people are just a bit done with Batman as well. Like there's been so many Batmans, so many jokes. I truly am keen for the Matt Reeves uh. one to be like, oh, yes, the like detective long Halloween-esque vibe yeah. for one, but then I'm so done. Yeah. All of the superior stuff is like, I can't be here. It's annoying because it's not like I despise them. It's like I can't have a conversation with you about them. Like we're just done here. Isn't that the Robert Patterson mm. yeah. one? Is that the one? It has a cool cast. It's like Colin Farrell, Zoe Kravitz, mm. Paul Dano. But it will just be the same, I reckon. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, totally. But I, I do like the more like detective-y one. Like uh, this yeah. Batman comics are like so good. I loved like really like uh, all the Scott Snyder stuff. What's his name? Gareth Garth Morrison, whatever his name is. Mm. Like uh, his Arkham Asylum. All the but it's hard for stuff. a movie because it has to build up to a big action-based climax. And I think that's a lot easier for Superman to do where he can, like, fly out or, like, fly somewhere quickly. Or he always has the worst villains or is so mm. boring. <laughs> just, again, he's just too super-powered. But for our purposes, he wins. I, I reckon he wins. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, he wins. Come on. Superman Good. Wins. Justice restoring. Superman is And fine. let us never talk about it again. <laughs> Yay. The Pete and next up we have Woo. the people versus... Larry Flint. Larry Flint, who died last year. So you're going to have to fill me in on this one, hardcore. All right, the people versus Larry Flint. Basically, he was the creator of Hustler magazine after making, like, Hustler, like, strip clubs or, like, gentlemen's clubs or whatever, which is still a huge presence. Like, in L.A., I couldn't believe, like, still driving around. Like, they have this huge, like, Larry Flint corporation building or whatever, which, when he died, had, like, flowers and stuff out the front of it. But the film we're talking about in particular is a Milos Milos Foreman movie, The People vs. Larry Flint, starring Woody Harrelson as Larry Flint going from being this like edgy young pornographer guy and then having this huge court case where he was always kicked out of the court for like contempt of the court for just being a little dick and like doing all these kind of little pranks. And then he had this pretty like codependent toxic relationship with his young wife played by Courtney Love and it sort of of shows that like after all of his struggle and like his rebellion and everything he went through, he had this sort of sad end to his life. He was just sort of rotting away in his mansion and just doing drugs all the time. Whoa. Mm. And there's a lot of the people versus blah, blah, blah movies. Yeah. Like there's one out at the moment, the United States versus Billie Holiday or whatever that we oh, could Oh, yeah, um, totally. Yeah. He sounds like quite a unit. He is a unit. <laughs> and the director who I was talking about, I don't know how to say his first name, but Milos Foreman, who also died recently, all of his movies are about like one crazy guy who yeah. shakes up the system, like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, yeah. Man on the Moon. Oh, right. Amadeus. Like, he's, they're always about oh, that kind wow, of thing. Oh, wow, that's yeah, so yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So in this context, I'm like, oh, interesting. Well, then, okay, versus the people, like who do I want to win as well? I'm like, if, I feel like the things this mm. guy represents I despise a lot more than those really? other people, though. Well, like the idea of what his version of shaking up the system is, I'm like, ew. Yeah, but like, it's like, do you care about the principle of the thing or is it like, you know, it's that thing with indecency where it's like, I think, I don't remember what judge it is, but like the famous phrase, like, I'll know it when I see it. It's like you have to judge something on the context or whatever. Like you can't say. The principle is not, inex- is not inextricable from the context yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like something could technically be seen as okay for the public, but there's something Easy. about it that is really perverse and like could be like corrupting or whatever. And it's like, I think 
seeing how easily accessible porn is now and like I don't know I don't think it's like (laughs) I I guess I don't (laughs) see that it's fucking up our society that much or anything like myself but it obviously Ryan it's such a thing like fighting for the no yeah I, I absolutely think yeah like it has but the idea of being like the, the yeah the principle freedom of fighting of for freedom of speech even if it's in service of something that you're like well this does adversely affect everyone mm. but do we hold everyone to the same standard and comparing it to this guy's other movies larry flint is sort of a heroic or like pranksterish character who you are meant to be really entertained by are you gonna go with larry <sighs> i think i'm gonna say the people win though you know I think where I, it's like public I pressure people and people being well. prudish and stuff will always win right <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I will also just, I can't, I can't back, even though I understand the debate of what that fundamental thing is, I can't be voting for Larry, a guy who's run in Hustler magazine. I think Meg would support that. it because she loves Woody Harrelson. There you go. Yeah. She'd be like, oh, my peaceful. little guy. But I'm voting for the people. Okay. Which is fine because we're going to make Superman murder Fight people. Fight the people. <laughs> <laughs> which is the exact opposite of his code. Wow. <laughs> Great. Okay. Next up, we got. A little Oof. Kramer showdown. Yeah. Got Joanna Kramer, by, played by Meryl Streep, versus Ted Kramer. Boo. Played by Dustin Hoffman. Played by Dustin Hoffman. And no Kramer, Kramer, Kramer from Seinfeld. This is that a really good. difficult one because mm. in the movie, it's quite clearly establishing which Kramer is supposed to back. And it's the idea. So essentially, Meryl Streep, it's kind of like. Marriage story vibe, but like it's a couple and they get divorced. Like the the wife, Meryl Streep, just one day is like, I need to leave. I need to start a new life. I need to go. So the father, Dustin Hoffman, gets really close to his son, becomes a much better father, realizes like to a degree, realizes like with society how we just like condition women to be like, you take yeah. care of the kid. Like and he doesn't know how to like job. He know to do juggle anything. the kid and make breakfast for them. And, and then like through learning how to do that, he kind of like, you know, evolves as a man. And then Meryl Streep comes back and is like, I've made a huge mistake. I want my kid. So the movie kind of positions that it's all about that discussion of like, just because you're a mother doesn't mean you're entitled to a child. But mm. I would much prefer Meryl Streep <laughs> than Dustin Hoffman. Mm, it would be very different if they cast someone else. Like I think they had to cast like the best actress of the time yeah. <laughs> to make people, as, yeah. especially when the movie came out, like 70s, 80s, not be yeah. like, oh, she ran off and became a lesbian and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like this horrible, like she-devil. She-devil, another good Meryl Streep movie. <laughs> she-devil. Look, <sighs> for the purposes of looking at the characters, even though I can understand that I like Meryl Streep more than Dustin Hoffman. I actually think it makes for complex viewing as well. You're like, well, but I love Meryl, but I don't really agree with what she's saying. Hmm. Um, And I think she needs to do more development in this and, like, the things she has to say, which she does by the end of the movie. I'm going to vote for Ted Kramer. I think he I think he deserves yeah. uh I think he deserves to be the father. And like, it's not – oh, sorry, Anthony, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, Meryl in um, – what's it? The Iron Lady. Mm. Like, oh, she's amazing, but she's not going to make me like Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> yeah. That's it. There's got to be a line. Yeah. There has to but be a line. But she makes you willing to watch it for a movie. movie. There has to be yeah, a line. Or like yeah. willing to go along with the character and not just be like, yo, I can't deal with you or whatever. There's just got to be a line and that's mine. It's Ted Kramer. Yeah. And also it's not like uh, we're not saying Meryl Streep's character should be killed or whatever. It's no, just she can like leave. she gets, she's, and she still has a relationship with the kid. It's not like she can't see him or ever have no, custody of him. No, it's just that he has to be. She yeah. made her choice, and now the family has developed in the way it mm. has, and that's what she has to. And live for with. the kid, I think that's what happens at the end of the movie, right? It's she's just like, like Billy this would be traumatic to be for the with, kid yeah, as Dustin well Hoffman. to be like, 
my mum left me and now she's like, no, I want you. And you'd grow up being like, but you left me for a year. So yeah. there you go, Ted's there one. There you go. Here's one I'm very excited for. <laughs> Jason Voorhees. What number are we up to? Best Freddy Krueger. This is the final, final one of round this one. round. This of is round like one and then we'll the start kind of making of the them go heat. against each other. <laughs> Indeed. They'll go wham, wham, wham. Yeah. Jason Voorhees versus Freddy Krueger in Freddy mm. versus Jason. This is a big one for a long yeah. time. We're very excited for And As, I recommend yeah. everyone look at the Las Vegas announcement of this movie where Vegas. they did, because they did like a boxing style, <laughs> like pre-game. You have a pre-game for boxing. They have like press conferences and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Robert England and the actor of Jason came out and did like What did Jason talk. have to say? He would just breathe heavily into the thing and everyone would be like, ha, ha, ha. It's really entertaining to watch. And it's Freddy just like cracking jokes. Yeah. Wow. It's good shit. What do you, you're like the expert on these horror franchises. Okay. What are their big stats that like. Stats. Make them yes. each powerful. Yeah. Okay. So Jason has died more times. Mm. He's killed more people. His powers are less. His abilities are more like they're pretty grounded. It's just he has a big knife or a big. But whatever, also, right? like he can kind of do a bunch of stuff. He kind of do whatever the plot wants him to do. Like he can essentially teleport. <laughs> like he's always just like appearing places. He's very quick, but he's always like walking around. He's, he's not those very cunning though, is strength. he? No, he's dumb. He's a big brick. He's just like a giant. <laughs> can like, he actually teleport, or does he just have like the power of editing? No, no. It's just the thing of like he will be like. Wherever the plot, it's convenient for him to be, he's there. And it's like, how would he get there? Like, no, he's walking everywhere. Like, he is not actually getting there by like, unless like. Maybe he a has classic. a little scooter and you just Maybe when they it. stop like looking at him or they run away, he's, he's like, like scuttling. He's like, fuck, 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 fuck. Maybe he has um, <laughs> Heelys. So it, lo- it looks like he's walking everywhere. Nice. Again, maybe he's way more theatrical than we think and he's actually like scuttling his way there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so that's him. Freddy Krueger, he's got a power. And he is supernatural. And it's like he, he can go can you when, you're, when you're at your most vulnerable, when you're exactly. asleep. And also that means his power applies to when he's not even in the room with you because that's the best thing about Nightmare on Elm Street is the idea of like not being able to fall asleep. Mm. Like even while Something you're, you have to do as a human. You are eventually going to have to see him and it's just like fighting that, um, which makes those movies really fun. But he is restricted to the dream world, unless you can bring him into the real world. Uh, he's got little knife fingers, which I don't feel like are as effective as a machete for yeah. Jason would be. And I feel like right up against each other, like Jason gets to like whack and throw Freddy and stuff. Like if it's truly about just like fighting, I feel like yeah. Jason's winning that. Just body type as well. Freddy's sort of like a little lean old guy wearing like a fedora, you know. Yeah. He, and he's just like a mm. pedophile, like a creepy pedophile <laughs> dude that cracks jokes. In some versions of the Indeed. Story, yeah, true. Yeah. So are we are we are we doing uh, like fight? Are we doing interesting character? What are we thinking? Because look, personally, one of my big horror franchises that I've never been as big on is Elm Street. I like yeah. Elm Street. I just think there's not that many good ones. It's though. so there's not that many good ones. There's so many of them, and it's so ripe for material. And I feel like it's never mined enough. Whereas the mm. Friday the Thirteenth films don't set their sights very high, so they're always fun and mm. easy, and they kind of. 
I reckon if these guys fought though, Jason has traumatic memories. Like he was killed when he was a little boy in a really embarrassing way or whatever. And he's like lived in a fucking lake yeah, like the woods <laughs> until he was like. So yeah. couldn't Freddy really fuck with him and like go into his dreams and be like, hey, hey, remember when you fell off that canoe? And Jason's like, no, no. no. But <laughs> doesn't, but like Freddy's had trauma too, right? Like, cause that's why he's burned. Just but he's fucking he guy. So he's just like corrupt. He's fucking evil. Yeah. He doesn't care about anything. I think yeah, he's like he's, a trauma he's just master, using... you know. I don't think he has things he feels bad or guilty about. Or... You don't reckon he's using humour as a defence mechanism? <laughs> oh, my God. He's got anxiety. Aww. That's so sad. But then he kills Yeah, in one of the movies they should just have the teens be like, you suck, you're so lame. And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just teens being cool to him. He's like, mm. It's like maybe if someone had just stopped to talk to me. He just wishes he could wear a crop top like Johnny Depp, but he just doesn't have the confidence. Um, oh, yeah, I'm know. sorry. Just my you reckon Jason? One, I reckon Jason because my ultimate one with these movies <laughs> being like, I'm sorry, the kills in a franchise about teenagers going to summer camp should not be gnarlier and cooler than the deaths in movies about a guy killing you in your dreams. Yeah. And that fundamentally makes me also just go, in the fisticuff fight, <laughs> Jason is winning. Yeah. I think so. And not, like, yeah. not that Freddy can make a fist. True. He's like, ow! Because <laughs> 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 they, they're on his fingers, not they're his knuckles, fingers. like Wolverine, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <gasps> Should have done Freddy vs. Wolverine, that movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that little film. <laughs> All, All right. right. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Jason. Good and stuff, then Jason's that's the line. end of our... That's round one. First, first heat. Oh, my gosh. All right. So now let's punch <gasps> them up against each right. other. Round two. Ding, 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 Okay, great. Do you want to know some fun trivia? Yeah. yeah. So fisty cuffs, like traditionally <laughs> the reason word. when you always in like like period films and stuff, you see like usually English people fighting <laughs> like this. Yeah. It's because pose. you used to not be able to, you used to not be allowed to punch people in the face. And so there's no need to block your own face, oh, which is why like they that. punched down. It was oh. all about like body shots and stuff because there was no need. But then at some point it changed and I think it became like more of a global sport. Surely only like a certain level of people would do that though. Some people would just be like, I'm just going to punch you in the face. Like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but you'd be, like, disqualified. It, yeah, it's only, like, formal right. jewels. Or... I've never thought about that Yeah, before. that's interesting. Mm. Wow. Mm. Well, it's no So keep that in mind. Showdown. Yeah. <laughs> Second round. Very With true. King Kong and Alien, do you think they would respect and say, I'm not going to go for your face, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it down. Like, yeah. This I mean, is Alien doesn't really have a face. He just has because mouth. Because <laughs> if we're talking about a fight... Is it just one alien or is it a bunch of xenomorphs? I think it's I think it's an alien. Fuck. Most alien movies, it's just one, right? This is actually, okay, so, okay, is this character? What? Is this dual? What is this? Surely in the movies that are, like, predicated on physical violence being the versus <laughs> It should be a fight. It has to be about physical violence, whereas obviously, like, yeah, like King Kong and Alien aren't going to be in like a legal battle or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's sure. true. Okay, do we make them fight? Yeah, which is, I think King Kong is so big that the alien could inseminate him while he's like asleep or something. And as we saw, and he'd be nimble. He can like scuttle yeah, around as him. We and saw he'd just be like, the start of the Godzilla vs Kong movie, he can be quite lazy and just lounge around. I reckon an alien could get inside him and get a massive chest burster or something. Would that happen or would the chest well, still be tiny? Well, imagine a giant like... face hugger on him. That's so scary. That's disgusting. <laughs> well, actually, when you think about the space jockey at the start of Alien, that's a giant fucking thing mm. and it's got a big chest hole in it. So, yeah, is it safe to assume, like, 
the little alien disgusting like sperm thing, whatever that goes in, yeah. it will get to the size it of whatever it's. It will fill up whatever it's in. That's so disgusting. A King uh, Kong size face hugger. Just because the idea of, of, of a King Kong size face hugger is terrifying, I reckon we do that. But King Kong versus an alien itself, he would just go. Well, my biggest thing <laughs> right? is being like, I 100% agree that like while that alien is scuttling around his body, it would be really hard for him to grab it. But once he has got his hand mm. on that xenomorph, it's dead. And yeah, yeah. there it is. Whack, 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 <laughs> he whack, could whack, do whack, the whack, grab whack. a tail and just swamp it. Yeah. yeah. Like think about the way he fucks up like pterodactyls and stuff. He just grabs the tail and he's like. Yeah. Flap, flap, flap. Or I think because yeah. the alien has such a freaky jaw, he would have extra fun doing his jaw rip that he loves to do. Oh, it's, it is King his favorite. He goes for it so much. I reckon mm. I'm going to say alien because of that idea that like you know, he could just sneak up on Just that you think that's him. so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's sick. It's alien for me. What about you? But how sad would it be to see King Kong like have something burst out of his chest and just die? That's like too that would be distressing. Shit. I don't think we're ever going to see it, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> I don't know that I buy into the idea that if the alien like inseminated King Kong, that it, it would grow to be the same size as well, King all Kong. All I'm saying is he's a lot bigger of, than the space jockey. I'm serious, though. but it, the space jockey is big. And it has a huge hole in its chest. Like a, a, a face hugger that is the size of it has come out of its chest. Yeah. I think it's still a safe assumption to make. That's so great. Even still, and then it's, it got a little, alien it's got a little size. alien scuttling around inside of him. Like even if it was that small, like it's still going to fuck him up. Yeah. I'm really sad to picture that happening to King Kong. Yeah. I think we should just move on. But yeah, I don't want to live in that reality for too much longer. What <sighs> then now? we have Joe versus... Wait, who won? Oh, I said alien one, alien right? One. Yeah. The same right. one. Yeah. So... The one we have after that is Joe versus the world. Joe. He's fought a volcano, now he's fighting the world. Yeah, and Anthony, you brought this up before saying you reckon the volcano beats the world, but does Joe beat the world? I think in the context you said before, he does beat the world. It's so nonsensical. For the very reason that, well, I guess Joe and Scott Pilgrim both had similar journeys of being like. Self-actualization. What your fight was, was exactly that self-actualization and like deciding to live life and like recognizing what you've been denying to yourself. Mm -hmm. So in that context. And at the start of the movie of Joe versus the volcano, they really make a point of like overdoing how ugly and bureaucratic, like it's almost like the Terry Gilliam movie Brazil, where it's like Mm. the office is so depressing. It's like over the top, (laughs) like. Yeah. It's in, in like a comedic, surreal, like Kafkaesque way or something. Yeah. And it's like he manages to get out of that, which is sort of the epitome of the world, like nine to five office but life. Tom Hanks is really going to make it to the end. <laughs> I'm, I believe that. I'm saying really? Joe. Done. <laughs> wow. Don't you think? Joe beat the world. Joe beat the world. Well, he did what Scott Pilgrim couldn't do. Mm, yeah. And I also, I just want like a rom-com person to... I think that's sweet. Gets to the end as well. Because I think he does know? make it more than the world does. I think Scott Pilgrim kind of is finally faced with the world. Mm. Whereas Joe. You also sense that for Scott it's like the, the start of his Of something. Whereas Joe's kind of like, oh, I'm kind of living it. You know, um, he'll be set for the rest of his life. Whereas yeah. Scott, it's like him understanding he has bit work to, to do go. and stuff. Yeah. Well wow. done, Joe. <laughs> that was wow, nice that's fucked. That's huge. And then. The next one if we have is Superman versus the people. The very people. Well, we know that his ultimate conflict is preserving human life, as we saw in Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, where he breaks his code to kill mm, Zod, played by Michael Shannon, to save people. a little family. Which makes me go, the people. 
Because Superman's <laughs> incapable of fighting them. So the people could just beat him up. They could but, just fuck him up. He just have to stand there and be like, kill me. Like Jesus, like a Jesus figure. <laughs> and we know that Superman's yeah, a big Jesus Superman figure. Is wow. Jesus. I, that's exactly what it is. You actually, if you bullshit if you counter that. That is factual. <laughs> You're saying there's no way the people could ever defeat Superman. I'm saying there's no way Superman could ever defeat the people. What? Because uh, Superman what? respects the people's decision. So oh, much excuse that me. He's yeah, like a sorry. Jesus figure. You just have to stand there and they'll murder him. Yeah. 100% wow. the people would kill Superman. Yeah. They should as well. It's this whole <laughs> thing has been like, I should just leave these stupid people to their devices maybe. Hmm. Like that's that thing at the start of Superman Returns where he's like been on like a little trip and everyone's like, where is Superman? And he's like, oh, yeah. these people. He's they pretty strong and stuff. But if like everyone did like a stacks on Superman <laughs> sort of What's thing. What's he going to do? Like but billions of there's people. There's a scene, isn't there? I don't know if it's Man of Steel or Batman vs Superman where he's standing on like all the skulls of all humanity. He's like, oh, no, oh, I feel so bad. I presumably did this and killed everyone, right? Yes. But humanity <laughs> goes evil, but this is good Superman. And I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, literally all of Superman's life yeah. is built around the fact that he prioritizes the world yeah, over right. himself. Like him being Clark Kent and being this like bitch and like not having a life and just like <laughs> never working, like wor- overworking himself, like taking care of everyone, all this stuff. It's all because he's a slave to the world. Mm. He's a slave to the people. Yeah. I refuse a Superman choice from you. The people okay. in this. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I think I agree. I'm just playing devil's advocate. So yeah. the people will progress. <laughs> And then the final heat of this round is Dustin Hoffman as Ted Kramer versus Friday the 13th, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> now I mean, we can proudly <laughs> say that Jason Fox and uh, I, can but we? What would the kill be, you know? Like where is what environment is Dustin Hoffman in? Um, okay, know? so you know what how in, in Kramer versus Kramer the kid falls off the playground <laughs> or something and he's like running him to the hospital? Yeah. That's what happens, right? I, be- I vaguely remember that, yeah. And then Meryl Streep uses it in the court case. But mm, it's an unfit to parent. be like, he's negligent, yeah. Yeah. So in that playground. Jason would use a child as Jason <laughs> would use, yeah, absolutely. Does and Jason ever kill would, kids? I reckon. He always kills like sexy teens. I reckon he Kramer really. like, is at the top of the slide and goes down the kiddie slide and Jason's <laughs> waiting at the other end and he like slices <laughs> him in half as he comes down. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. yeah. No defense of Ted Kramer in this See, one. Bye. He was See, defeated by like cooking breakfast foods. So like, yeah, <laughs> Jason will 100% win that one. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, he, he has oh my. Two all right, next round. This is our semi-final. Semi-final. We have two teamers. Alrighty, boys. Alrighty. <laughs> I love Joe, but I think, is there any way Joe can win a fight against the Xenomorph alien? Yeah, I think now it's beyond, like, <laughs> very intellectual discussions of, like, the world and, like, personal, overcoming personal obstacles and introspection and stuff. And it's about, like, could a he nice doesn't... white boy defeat <laughs> a fucking xenomorph? He does not have the stuff that Sigourney Weaver had. He doesn't, like, it's because yeah. she's Ripley that she made it out and he doesn't have those same skills. He doesn't skills. have those things. That's true. If we're talking about the context of, like, Ripley fighting the Xenomorph, he doesn't have what it takes. Like, no. if he were part of Ripley's crew... He'd be mm. dead. He'd be dead earlier on. Yeah. He'd be like, I'll go back and get the supplies or whatever. And you're like, mm, you're getting it. <laughs> like, yeah. 
hundred percent. You make his dead. Yeah, no, that is what it is. Unfortunately, that's so sad. It has to be that. But he well, he's had he's an invasive face injury. Hugger. He had the brain cloud, so he I think he would, if anything, be accepting and be like, oh yeah, there's a like a face hugger in me. I'm oh, that's okay. lame. He just had the face hugger and he'd be like, this is fine. Because <laughs> he already accepted dying before, so now he's like, eh. He knows the feeling of yeah. Well, dead. boy, okay, alien. Yawn, pardon me. <laughs> the okay. alien one. Alien. Semi-final seed two. <laughs> that xenomorph, what did it, what's it chewed through so far? The it's it fucked up. Ate up. Predator. Predator. And then it King Kong exploded and King Tom Kong's Hanks. chest. <laughs> yeah. And then it killed Tom Hanks. Yeah, exactly. I reckon it's cocooning his body right now for eggs. It's germinating to face whoever is next in the final. Exactly. All right. <laughs> oh so who God. do we have now? We have. The final one is the people versus Jason Voorhees. Is this like the people in terms of like a court case? Like with yeah, Larry Flint, I feel like that's what the context means. Like me. Or is it people? Because <laughs> we know he likes to kill years, people. Been killing people. I mean, or is the, it the same circumstance before of being like the people is the whole like everyone in the world? Because that's what it was I feel like in Superman. that context, Jason. If everyone focused on killing Jason, they could do it. Yeah, but it's just that there's never enough people. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a funny simplification <laughs> of Friday the 13th. It's like, There's oh, they could kill him. people and just rush into the more room. people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do they ever beat him like that in any of the Friday the 13th movies? Just having enough people that one's like, I will hold down his arm. You hold down his leg. We will chop off his head. I'm actually not sure. I think maybe further on he gets to that degree. But it's always like he's left with like one teenage girl trying to kill him. <laughs> I guess... Like you t- let me know the other day, there have been 12 movies so far, so there will definitely be a 13th one. And like be. you were saying about Jason's stats, his main thing is he is unkillable. Like he will always, always come back. So is it like even if the people, people killed. yeah, if the people, whoever they are, beat him, no matter what, he will be back. And like they can never, you know, sleep at night. That he will always, always, it's like it follows, you know, he'll always be a threat. He's and killed could come back for recognition. 161 Ooh. people. So we're talking about him fighting the people. He's already got a good head start. But that's progressively, mm. not 160 people at once. In a fight. Yeah. It's true. Also, like, if, you're, I don't know if we're going one. into the logic of, like, he always, like, reincarnates or something and, like, he's ultimately unkillable, I think that the would, plot that would always, just mean he would win this entire bracket The plot will always find yeah. a way to bring him back. So if it's – I think we kind of have to discard that. Because otherwise it's just like a, a catch-all. Mm. He must win the entire bracket Yeah, we have thing. to isolate it to just a fight. one imagined fight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Boy, oh, boy. I do think that's very funny, like a big enough group of people just like mobbing I him. choose to believe in like him just being in the middle of a giant oval and just waves of people just running at him and mobbing him and him <laughs> dying like that. So maybe I say the people. Yeah. I like that as well. I like that too. I think yeah. that's nice. Great. And if it was legal, if it was like the people versus like how could he possibly win that case? There's so much evidence that he has killed. People. Absolutely. Oh, my Great. God. The, the people, people finally defeated Jason Voorhees. <gasps> wow. So far the people have beaten <laughs> Larry Flint by <laughs> besmirching his name and he died, whereas they do not beat Superman because he would ultimately be crippled by his duty to them. They've beaten Jason Voorhees because, like, in one fight we've seen that he can be beaten and a big group of people would do it. And if you had enough people, they could just run at him. Yeah. So, like, Superman <laughs> could fly away always. 
Yeah. But he can't kill him. But what I mean is, yeah, Jason, this was stricter. And, like, Freddy could go to the dream realm. So the, Freddy would have been good for the fight against the people, but he was bad for the fight against Jason. Yeah. But normally in Nightmare on Elm Street, it's, like, a little group of people that yeah, take him down anyway. True. Regardless, oh it leaves us in the grand <gasps> final with <laughs> Alien, Alien versus, versus the, the people. people. <laughs> wow. So my thinking on this being the ultimate fear in the alien films is if the xenomorph gets to earth, it'll spread like mm. a virus. Like it'll, you know, inseminate wow. and like spread all over and the world, they'll take over and the world. And it has on other planets and colonies and stuff. We've seen it do it to LV-426. Wow. This is quite great meta. memory. Now. Yeah. The alien is like coronavirus if you think about it. It is. Yeah. I think that element of it, that it will like, spew around the place because i feel like if we're saying mm. alien are we talking eggs or just an alien and mm. an alien is getting murdered you know what actually under that context we said that an alien would defeat kong we can't now say it's a bunch yeah. of aliens i think if one alien is arriving on earth it's getting killed before a face hugger gets in anyone also like if because you need an alien queen to lay an egg if the alien is analogous oh, dorky shit that's to covid then like at some point, humans would develop some kind of vaccine against aliens so that the insemination <laughs> thing wouldn't work anymore. Mm. Like they'd be killed while they were gestating. Well, you can get um, alien... Like contraception for oh. aliens. <laughs> you can get alien um, caesareans. There's an alien caesarean. Yeah, true. She just chops it out and she's yeah, fine. Exactly. She's God, that was horrible. Another thing. thing that is a huge component of the alien franchise is people being evil. You know, like the company, Wayland yutani having... Like Society. corrupt, oh yeah, it's evil like capitalism. People. They're like, mm, let's see what happens if we, yeah, you know, exactly. let well, the we want to study this or that. stuff. Yeah. So it's like, would humanity, would the people doom themselves at all? Like, you know, you were saying coronavirus. It's like, how many governments have used coronavirus in a nasty way to, like, I don't know, <laughs> take advantage of their like medical systems yeah. or to, like mismanage it or on focus the, on on the whole? Are we defeating much? coronavirus currently? Like as humans entirety you know what here we are but like in the states like half a million people more than that have died 100 as in the alien films the bad guys positioned as like wayland yutani as you're saying the corporations being like Mm. we'll bring it back here to study it and stuff and the implication with that being like that won't go to plan that Mm. will destroy the world and like you're arrogant to think that you can control Control this alien the implication is this thing is so dangerous it would destroy the world I think the xenomorph does defeat the people. Well, I'd love to say the people power wins. One of them doesn't. One of them. One alien. I feel like the the people getting to Wayland Yutani and them starting to do their little research, they'd have some eggs there Mm. and then that would get loose. And and you would have freaky people who are like, I love xenomorphs. I want to be a xenomorph. And be like, like, I'm xenomorph kin. (laughs) Like, love it and stuff. And... For that reason, think- I actually will say Xenomorph. Do you think that can be, that the alien beats everybody? Oh. One alien? <laughs> In the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It is kind of tiny. Maybe that is a thing about the alien movies, that they've always been set on other planets or on Well, that's ships. the whole thing, the Alien 3, the very first trailer was about being like, this time it's they come Earth. to Earth. And, and then what happens? That. It doesn't happen. They go to a prison planet. <laughs> yeah. That's what the TV show that FX is doing is. It's is on an Earth. alien comes to Earth. Yeah. I guess we'll find out then. Exactly. That <laughs> that would, yeah, bracket so. is correct. But for now, I reckon I say alien. Wow. 
Do we just have like so much respect for the xenomorph and think he's lovely and cool? I think xenomorphs are like dangerous, unknowable creature. Yeah, mm. but aren't people? <gasps> wow. Wow. And to it, we are the aliens coming into its realm. You know. Indeed. We oh should, my we, god. Should we call it an illegal alien? We should call it what it is. It's a xenomorph. Yeah. And it, I, I, it's my vote. What about <gasps> you, Eliza? Call it. I think once you start talking about the alien as coronavirus, it's like it beat us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does. <laughs> like even if not everyone's dying, like it still fucks things up and confronts us with our, like, the you know, at least the infrastructures of capitalism. Mm. I mean, like, whoa, we brought this thing here. It's our fault. And, yeah, they go to an effort to show at the start of Alien and at the start of Aliens, it's like these are the best people for the mission. Like they're all so, like, militarised and cool and, like, you know, know what they're doing, and they just like don't stand a chance. And they don't stand a chance. That's what so I mean. How they're, would the movies have reflected that people. we don't understand that kind of thing and we shouldn't deal with it? So yeah. the xenomorph wins. Xenomorph, yeah. Are you yes. okay with that, Anthony? No, no. You think people win? Yeah, against one alien. Because it, like, regardless of the damage that I think you're taking COVID it too literally so far. <laughs> like, it's we're on the right path. Like, vaccines are being developed. They're currently being rolled out. But, but not less... every person has to die for... Why do you need to have so much bloodshed for it to be considered a loss? Like the xenomorph defeating the people doesn't mean he has to kill every single person. It's about the fall, like the faults and lapses in what the people have built of society. But think matter. about how much we've learned because of COVID. Like think about how far people have developed. Like, but in the context the, like... of it being the, like now the coronavirus comparison doesn't carry us anymore because the alien discussion is just something where it's like 1000% it is just corporate greed bringing this thing to the world. It belongs in space and very far away from society and multiple traumatic, horrific instances have happened across a franchise where Sigourney Weaver has been at the center being like, Oh my fucking God, do not bring this thing to earth. It does not belong in us. You do not understand it. And you just want to mine it for money and parts, essentially. And it's the hubris of corporate greed. That is what the people have built. That the Xenomorph will cripple. I understand that the comparison breaks down because no one's like coronavirus isn't a thing that like existed on another planet that people like elected to bring to Earth. Like it was here implicitly and then it just yes. spread out of control and we have to deal with it. exactly we didn't create it but i i believe that even if there was like the hubris on the part of certain corporations or whatever that would hypothetically decide to bring alien to earth mm. the xenomorph or to let earth, it run rampant in some way that that would that wouldn't go unchecked it would get to a point where people would be like this has mm. gone badly we need to address it and then we'd be in the same situation you really believe in the people wow. i really do it's beautiful. the people is all of the people. The the alien doesn't win if it kills millions of people and then it dies. It still loses. Oh. I just fundamentally disagree. <sighs> That's fine. And um, I like... I uh, think alien wins. I'd like, oh, I'd like the people who listen to this podcast to, like... We really positioned... It was, I feel like I'm in To Kill a Mockingbird. Like, we've really positioned arguments quite nicely there. Yeah. But, God. alas, I think the Xenomorphs had a win. You've fought hard, hard and fast. Um, but the people, without the time constraints of this second. podcast, I would argue this further. But I think another oh thing God. is, <laughs> I know I know it's silly to say like it's coronavirus again and again and again, but like there we've dealt with other 
illnesses as a society like quarantine is like Mm. a medieval concept and like we've dealt with other flus and stuff whereas this would be like the first time it's happened like the rumor that there's an alien that landed in like New Mexico in the 50s like that's such a minor tiny thing and like that's like a huge urban legend or whatever for Mm. an actual alien to be out and about like immediately infecting and killing people and stuff like we don't have any way of any systems of coping for it yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, mm. I guess we have, like, huge militaries and stuff that would probably just be like, like and just end it or something. But, yeah, we have, but that didn't work in Aliens, you know? Yeah. <sighs> we have bombs. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think the whole... Yeah, would they just bomb? I think if we're respecting, alien. as a movie podcast, the <laughs> themes and ideas of these movies, the inherent thematic idea of the Alien films is... Mm. corporate man-made greed is what will cause our destruction with the alien. Like if we're talking about the movies, the movies are telling us, these films are telling us the Xenomorph would win if it got to Earth. And that's why I made my choice. And the people versus Larry Flint, it's like it depicts the people or like the side of reason and legality and stuff as like a flawed system that will like make exceptions for itself and like just do whatever it takes to like quash down like absolutely american like individualist businessman or whatever 100 percent. oh well <laughs> actually got really deep and beautiful incredible well thank you for listening to our big jewel i reckon you should go see godzilla v kong at the cinemas actually I think it's a really fun experience it was really fun with an audience yeah. as well we were just like fuck him off <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely awesome. but um, while watching it keep in mind the alien would keep in mind the xenomorph would murder them both versus you can think of Exactly. Our, our winner is Alien. Wow. Indeed. And now I want to see Alien v. The People and just know for sure. That's sort of um, the movies anyway. Exactly. <laughs> that is the films. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. If you would Ooh. like to get in contact with us about your opinion on these brackets, Anthony's mm, legit pissed. Anthony. Yeah. We'll have the bracket up ourselves maybe and see what people think. Mm. Um, maybe that's what I should do. I'll run the bracket myself. We'll do that. I'll Ooh, figure out how to do that. Yeah. Or at the very least, go alien the people as the Insta poll. Yeah. No, I'm going to do the whole the bracket one. and we'll see what mm. comes out and we'll talk about it at the top of our next episode. I'm happy Joe got it would so be, far, though. It would be great yeah. if it was like a just complete answer. Like, <laughs> I reckon it'll be something really, really, really random. Really, really you random. get like street fans in and they're just like, yeah. Joanna Cream like, Joanna beats, beats Godzilla. Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Meryl um, Streep could turn the Xenomorph nonviolent. She could, yeah, she could, yeah, calm him. Exactly. Mm. Oh, beautiful, beautiful Meryl. Um, a real Sophie's choice. Who would oh. win? Um, that would be bad if one of the brackets was like Sophie's daughter, oh Sophie's son. <laughs> God, that's great. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Yes, if you want to get in contact with us for any reason at all, check out Twin Picks. Well, email us at twinpixpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have a Facebook and Instagram. So that poll will be happening on the Instagram. So you should really follow us on, I think we're at Twin Picks Podcast. Um, And next week we will be talking about two uh, late 60s. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Um, 60s mega blockbuster blockbuster star-cutted disaster movies about giant man-made things going wrong. The Towering Inferno. And the Poseidon Adventure. Fire or water. You'll be the judge. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, I can't, I can't quote things on here that nobody knows what they are. Just we check, can link to that check out Breakfast video. with Eric. Actually, I did Breakfast with Eric for yeah, Breakfast with breakfast Tiffany's <laughs> and um, the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, yeah, we'll see you next week then. Oh, and no. um, yeah, and also check, check out, out roughcutfilm.com. Rough yeah.
or fun little <laughs> articles on film, which I don't know if you know, we like the films. So, yeah, yeah. it's really good. Yay! Thanks, everyone. See ya and Bye. congratulations. Congratulations to, to you on the thumb war win as well. Yeah, that was, it was great. pretty good. Your thumb was quite a xenomorph in itself. It was flicking <laughs> all over the place. Wow. I thought if you play video games, you would have a stronger. I don't really. My, oh. my thumbs are so slow. I can't kind of have slow down now. Yours was literally, it was like a hose. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, Anthony's is wild. That's a piano player right there. That's fucked. Do you play piano with your thumbs? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're like the yeah. most dexterous finger. Where do you think they are that's under the thought? That you're like, I guess I'm <laughs> uh, maybe I'm thinking, I don't touch. Oh, I guess I need a little space bar. Yeah. Okay. Space bar with your thumbs, weird. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.